<laughs> We're going to roast you for what you just said live. Hold on. Everybody, give me a check. Check, 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 check. You're coming in. All right. Um, Cardi, you want to introduce us, or do you want to go straight into just just uppercutting Jake? From yeah, I, I got a meatball coming down the pipe, and I, I just, I'm, I'm salivating too much to enter this thing. Go ahead. Because let's, Jake, let's roast. Get, just repeat what you were just saying. All right, so my wife's out of town, and uh-huh. she gave me a list of stuff to do. Uh-huh. And so far, the only item I've taken off the list is taking the Christmas tree down. Which, listeners, time of recording, <laughs> February, February 19th. 19th of, of the year of our Lord, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Is it visible from outside or people are, are people gawking at you? No, it's I mean, we live in on like an inside apartment. So mm. if, if the pool area was open, people could see it. But yeah. it's but it's winter, so it's closed. So that you were just and counting that nobody was going to go like <laughs> like in the cold water. Yeah, right, right. But but, but Mr. Sue uh, from Pseudo Intellectual was just up crashing with you. Do you have any commentary on that? Oh, that's right. You know what? I don't know if you noticed. Wow, yeah. I would have. I would have been laying into you. That's for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. you know, this is this is a very small defense, but we have two Christmases because Victoria is Orthodox. Okay. And oh, so, so we you have, got the week after. How does that work? It's, it's uh, like January seventh or something like These that, or January. Freaking 8th. heretics! I swear. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I okay, know. so that's the equivalent of February twelfth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, good right. stuff. Very yeah. good stuff. Yeah, so it was, it was just kind of up there, and I didn't. Even, I got to tell you, I didn't know the Orthodox did a Christmas tree anyway. I I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought that was a Catholic thing because I know other denominations do not. So you have. Well, it's, a, it's actually a German thing. That, that mm, I'll, right. I'll give you. I'll give you the brief history of oh, where Christmas trees come from. Is uh, so. After like the Restoration monarchy, they kind of started running out of monarchs in England, and they invited uh, German George, the who was like a du- like a duke of some Hi- tiny. Hey tiny- there, what's it's, that? It's German George. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could they- just see Britain like negotiating that, like you know, some like importer exporter. They're like, ah, oh, fuck, we're like almost tapped on monarchs. Yeah, we're- yeah. It's you know, like, yeah. So they say so they tapped this guy from like some duchy in the middle of nowhere in Germany, and who's like the 18th cousin of the like the last monarch or something like that, and he's German and. This is I, like early Victorian era, I think, when they start first start like having Christmas cards and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so he brings his tradition of having a Christmas tree, which is a is a pagan tradition from uh, like German pagan tradition where they would like decorate the tree with different things sure. outside for yeah. the gods and stuff. But uh, so he brings it with him, and on one of these like newfangled Christmas cards that are coming <clears throat> out. Uh, they have him and his fa- the royal family around a Christmas tree, and all of the uppity, you know, blue bloods are all like, "Oh snap, we got to do this!" And mm. So that's where that's why everybody does it. Interesting. That, well, thank you, German George, for that one. We appreciate yeah. that. Uh, mm-hmm. We love our Germans here on this podcast, as as <laughs> as we've made well clear. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's some Germanic blood here. So that is, yeah. that is true, yeah. man. We got the Germans don't fuck around with Christmas, man. They don't? Is that the case? Do they really go hard for Christmas? Yeah, dude. Really? Yeah, for sure. I remember that distinctly. From well, you're Penn Dutch. You know, I mean, that, Dutch is, yeah, I was going to say. Christmas is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. So now, Jake, do you? is it just the one tree, and then do you have to change decorations? Like, what's the deal? No. 
No, I, she. I don't think she really. I mean, I'm sure that they did a tree because they're very westernized in Ukraine. But um, now we just put it up with. I don't. Actually, I don't even think we got that many new decorations when we got married. It's just mostly all my old bachelor stuff. So it's like a lot of Star Trek, and like <laughs> this is insanity. Yeah, different animals that Bobble I like. Heads. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a couple of like. Tin foil balls that are just like it's, it's a, just aluminum foil balled a, up. There's a bobblehead of <laughs> Santa. There's a bobblehead of Santa Claus and Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And then a bobblehead of Santa Claus dressed up as Adrian Peterson for, ha- for Halloween, and it's Next like arguably it. blackface. The the football on his hand is so old it keeps getting detached every time Jake hears the little pitter patter yeah. of it hitting the floor. He scurries over to put the football back in his hand have you been jake have you been adding decorations between january 1st and uh now uh no no we 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 move them up as the dog like starts getting wise to like how to get them so they slowly go up the tree okay why is the dog interested why is the dog interested in them it's i I don't know dog stuff our our dog's weird man we have we have a few things we could talk about and and jake (laughs) Thank you, by the way, for subbing in for us today. Uh, sure. The original podcast that we're going to do, I'm assuming we're going to re-schedule uh, that one. But, man, Jake from Tasty Anarchy is here. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's an this absolute is a, wealth of knowledge. This is, um, like, I, I was thinking about this earlier this week. <laughs> is that, like, compared to October Bird, when we were when we were super, super organized. Yes. And super, like, we had podcasts that were recorded months like almost two months beforehand and now we've just been getting lazier and lazier and i was thinking about that recently i was like man we're, we're recording this on tuesday we're, we're what 12 hours before release oh yeah like, dude and, dick and, out and i was Who like cares man yeah, that's how it's it, uh we're, we're really uh but really, do you but really, car do you remember the first 30 episodes <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. But <laughs> yeah, we would yeah, actually that, that just true. drop a Hangouts link in the group chat and be like, all right. <laughs> yeah, anybody want in? <laughs> yeah, we used to do that, man. Yeah, I like the disorganization, but you know what? We'll, we'll get back to it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, maybe. really, the reason that I was thinking about it was like, what if like an emergency came up for me or an emergency came up well even worse what if an emergency came up for you because like i don't know how to do it well i mean i could probably hack through some shit but like i i I would be completely lost i think we would be uh it would be necessary that we sort of we do a few episodes right we we, we'd have to do a few in return for the for the good fans the good okay yeah let's let's, let's, self-flagellation we usually we usually schedule them um so well, actually, right now we're behind because I've been trying to get through these classic episodes that I didn't like when we originally recorded them. But usually we'll have I have like a Tuesday and a Friday show scheduled out uh, a week in advance. Can so I tell you that I go out of my way to skip your classic episodes? <laughs> they're, they're, they're so long. Oh, yeah, I know. They're long. It's old hat. It's old. News. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's yeah, it's all it, it's either old news. Although this last one wasn't really news exactly. It was just kind of like us rambling for two hours. For some I reason. like that you guys changed up the picture. I I, I, I like it. I like advancement. Yeah. You guys are hitting stride as a podcast. Front. It's really great. I yeah. think so. Yeah. I think like we figured out a format. We, even though it's, we do still news. We've, we've kind of gone away from doing like general news and doing specifically wine and alcohol related news. And, which is like, there's so much, there's a huge amount of news. Like I did until we got into this, I didn't realize how much was going on in that world. What world? So, like Which, the world of alcohol. Oh, like yeah. 
the like there's like there's a whole bunch of this whole Brexit thing that's going on. Oh. There's there are so many trade deals and like new oh, regulations man. coming in between the United States and Britain uh-huh. as a reason because the the British think that they're going to be cut off from the EU mm-hmm. and so they're trying to find like new sources of alcohol. Mm. Or so they're going to drop their tariffs on our alcohol and we're going to drop our tariffs on their alcohol. Oh my god. Like, it's almost like yeah, we, it's almost like we should have been doing that all along. Yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Thank you, Brexit. Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> thank you. Well, good thing. All right, so we're on some political talk. We got two things here that I think are funny enough for us to talk about. Um, uh, three, I guess. Um, we could do them lightning round style if you want. The first one, the oldest news. Anybody else see that picture of Kamala Harris with the Texas Pete on the collards? Is that how you say her first name? Yeah, Kamala. Is that apparently. it? Is that really it? Apparently. I thought it was Camilla. Yeah. Well, there's no E. I mean, Kamala care, or Kamala. Kamala, Kamala. Yeah, I thought it was Kamala. Kamala. Did you Harris, see the? Th- that, did you see the picture right though? Is the important part? Yeah, yeah. Where There's too many on, fucking like, vowels in those. I hate names that are like really like, kind of subjective as to how you pronounce them. Like, the, how, what are you going to put an A every other? Consonant? That's insane. <laughs> you, you can pronounce an A like a million different ways. Anglo-Saxon man yells at other people's names. <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> German Shakespeare in the air, man. That, you know, yeah. a lot of people should have learned by now that when the Germans start shaking their fists in the air and getting all flustered, it's oh yeah. It's, you got to watch out. Good. You need to change one of those eggs. <laughs> yeah, you got to watch out. Else. Change it to an E. She's okay. What is the deal there? What, Jake? Do you have what? an opinion on this? Because obviously, I'm sure you know what the picture's calling back to. Card, do you know what the picture's calling back to? The hot sauce thing is yeah, still yeah. going back to Hillary, right? Yeah, yeah. What is that? What's the deal? I, don't know. I saw your tweet about it. Though. And <laughs> Texas Pete too. Come on. I mean, let's. Yeah, no offense well, you know, to in, the, uh, in the uh, Carolinians, in the but Jesus. In the Liberty chat, we all had a had a conversation about this. I don't eat I don't eat cooked greens. I think that that, what? that must be like a southern thing. It or, is. It is because I you I grew up. Hold on. With that what does that uh, mean? I don't ever grow up. I don't ever remember growing up like in the South. Like the black culture and the white culture, especially when it comes to stuff like that, are or I I in my opinion quite similar. And I don't ever remember putting hot sauce on greens. Maybe that is yeah. a thing. But I don't remember. I'm trying to figure out what the mythic sentence I've never had cooked greens before is. What is that? Yeah, that is a little bit. I've had it. We just, I just don't eat them. So what do you, what kind of, how do you consume greens? Just raw, like raw spinach, raw, whatever. Oh, you are missing out on a whole world of flavor, dude. Yeah. We we occasionally, when I was a kid, actually, I did like cooked spinach when I was a kid, but sure. but we the, like we did it the white person version or what I used to consider the white person version until we moved to the south, which is plain with salt. Oh my mm. god! <laughs> now you got to put bacon fat in there. Yeah, and, bacon. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's like North Carolina man. lard. Yeah, who cares? Cook it with lard. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, Mason and I have gone over this a bunch of times just in our in our friendship. Is I love my mom's cooking. Uh-huh. Where, hold it, on. Uh, context. Where's your and your mother's cooking is from? Basically, where? What's the northern Northern California? Oh, so okay. White White Peopleville. Oh, and, okay. Uh, but according to Mason, like all of the stuff that I would cook, that was a version of what my mom had, is mm. the most bland food that has ever existed. Oh, because pretty much the primary the primary like flavor is ketchup, <gasps> salt, or pepper. 
Mm. And that's like it. Are you from like the fifties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you Jake yeah. is a nineteen fifties diner. I know, I know. It's 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 all of all of these recipes I've come to find out after talking to my mom and grandma about it are out of like the Betty Crocker nineteen fifty six cookbook. You, Maybe you, we can take our uh, sweethearts there for a double date. I do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do, I have to tell you though, I do the only thing I will put ketchup as a flavoring in is meat is meatloaf. And not always. But yeah. Sometimes See, ketchup yeah, they, will go in people, the meatloaf. When we when we moved south and people had like stuff on their meatloaf, yeah. we were like, why, why aren't you eating this plain? <laughs> like it should be meat, oatmeal, onions. <laughs> Jesus. That is yeah. that's like Let's that's move too, on from this topic. That's too <laughs> old world for me. All right, so uh, final words on Kamala Harris calling back to Hillary Clinton. Do we think it'll be a great success? <laughs> well, was it a great success the first <laughs> yeah. time? Yeah, it wasn't a great success for Hillary, but isn't isn't Kamala Harris black? Or yeah, but she... I, I it, yeah, it is. But I I don't think that because some it was Paul Krugman actually. <laughs> Paul oh, that's Krugman right. actually. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Paul Krugman actually put out a good tweet. Funnily enough, it was like anybody who's anybody who's making a big deal out of this has never talked to anyone from a black family in the South. And I was like, okay, fine, Paul. That's a fair tweet. Oh, that's right. That's where the black culture is. I was, tweet. I was actually I like kind of sweating think... over here. I was like, why did I go like to the black culture thing but, first? And then it was but, yet, of that. But, that but again, here, we could do our own little Contra Krugman. Once again, Krugman misses the point. It's not because she's black and putting hot sauce on collard greens. It's because she is a political candidate running for the president putting hot sauce on anything. <laughs> is, right. Because yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> at this stage of the game you got to avoid the hot sauce <laughs> well I mean, you know if you kind of go back to like the bush and gore and all that it uh-huh. was sort of a similar thing when they no. were like let's have a beer kind of <gasps> thing where that's it's true like yeah you guys don't really drink beer with the buds or anything like oh, that you you, you do you know you drink child blood or whatever i was gonna say <laughs> beers and then get back to me <laughs> yeah, bush yeah is, exactly <laughs> bush is drinking like <laughs> it's like a beer but there's like a tincture of adrenochrome in it <laughs> 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 just sipping. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, All right. We can move on from that. I just wanted to get the general opinion. Listeners, give us your general opinions. Roast or toast? I don't know. You can decide <laughs> what those words mean. I don't know. I don't know which one's the good one. <laughs> I don't either. Um, what was next? Oh, is anyone else excited for Bernie Sanders 2020? <laughs> Are yeah. you excited? Is he, is he, did he announce? More repetition? Are we excited? <laughs> he did. Yeah. He announced. Billionaires. Billionaires. Trillionist. He he uh, he announced he is running for president again. Uh, what do we think his chances are? Uh, how much are we interested, and how funny is it? Those are the three questions Carl posed to you first. Uh, okay, wait. What was the first? <laughs> I one? I don't remember. <laughs> oh goddamn! Do you okay, are you interested? Okay, are you uh, interested? I. Well, I'll start with my interest, which is zero to maybe slightly below zero. Okay. What are his chances? Probably similar. All right. Um. And what was the, what was the last one? Do you, um, is it funny? Oh, I'm sure. See, here's the thing: is I'm <laughs> sure it's going to add an like the way that I see this, and I think it's a way that a lot of people see this uh, in our you know little ilk is that basically the DNC is just going to be cannon fodder for for Trump, like because Trump yeah. doesn't have to go through all, any of that right. shit. So honestly, man, I'm all for anybody just any, come out of the woodwork just j- just hop in mm-hmm. and i mean bernie sanders is such a fucking goofball he is, that, he that is. trump's gonna have a field day with him and then and then uh aoc well she's not gonna be good. obviously she's too young but uh, uh no, tulsi uh, tulsi's in 
Uh, Tulsi, uh, I, I like Elizabeth Tulsi. Warren and Elizabeth Warren are in. Two. I mean, it's going to be a. Um, can you imagine? Like, okay, so first of all, let me actually back up because, and let me take this not just from a neurotic anarchist standpoint. Let me actually like step in and pretend to be like a reasonable political pundit. Sure, is the idea of these three candidates to, and Tulsi probably being the the dark horse in some sense because I mean more or less because she's never been there before, mm. but the how insane the the democratic party is at this point it's like, great even hillary i mean obviously insane from our standpoint but she was kind of like mainstream and she had been around forever yeah. and like people knew where she stood yep. whereas now it's like elizabeth warren bernie sanders is a social like and not just a socialist from our standpoint but like a socialist even from a, a mainstream standpoint mm-hmm. uh elizabeth warren i mean you know, she's a lizard, so she's just going to say whatever she absolutely whatever that's you know, what I think. The crowd, right? But uh, I mean, you know, she's pretty left, and Tulsi Gabbard is. I I'm not super familiar. I, I hear that she, she has some she's decent Bernie left. She's still Bernie left. Okay, I, I like to break got, it down this way. Harris? I like to break it down this way. If you take Tulsi Gabbard and Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, if you were to put them together, you'd have Bernie Sanders, but. If you split Bernie Sanders directly down the line, you get the two of them. They are both half as, let's say for the purposes of this, socialist as he is. And I know that's shocking to a lot of people. Let's wait for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to get comfortable before we start saying she's the worst socialist who's ever moved into Congress. I mean, remember, Bernie Sanders is working on about a 300-year career here. Just Let's let's just remember. Do you guys ever see those pictures of him like sitting around naked in the Soviet Union with his (laughs) wife? Yes! It's all that circular. That's just so weird. (laughs) He's like clapping. I'm not even mad. It's just like, man, that's a bizarre like line of events that happened. That, that, mm-hmm. that you were there. Yeah, yeah, that's like one of those things Alex Jones would pull up and be like, look, this is the proof. <laughs> yeah. There he was <laughs> doing something there. He was naked. He was clapping. I, there was like people with Stalin mustaches in the, in the, <laughs> it was weird. Very strange. Yeah, it, it, but do you think like in instances like that, yeah. do you think like, I, I know that there is some sort of divide between the true blue socialists that believe that like, I don't know some utopian ideal where everybody is just going to share everything and yada, yada, yada. And then there's the totalitarian socialist where it's just like, this is the best way to deal with society because it, you know, we get to control everything Uh like that. What is that den of people that he's with? I mean, where do they fall? I don't don't know what was popping off in Russia at the time, to be honest. (laughs) Well, it was the late eighties. So I'm probably, I don't know. know. And I feel uncomfortable even really labeling Bernie Sanders because He's a polit- He's an American politician first and right. foremost. Remember that. I, I mean, he's a lizard. Yeah, he's he and he and he might be one of the nicer, li- like maybe an amphibian, maybe a toad of some kind. But yeah, and we wouldn't know what kind that is. But uh, he's definitely amphibious, at least. Yeah, at least amphibious. Jake, what do you yeah. think? Same three questions. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Are you interested? Is it funny? And what are his chances? Uh, I'm I'm mildly interested. I, I'm I'm going to be happy to see the memes come back mm-hmm. first because they were pretty good. Um, I think his chances are almost nothing. I, th- I think that anybody who was part of the 2016 campaign is basically poison at this point, mm. uh, including him. Like even though, you know, politics aside, you know, he was treated very poorly by the DNC and really railroaded by the Hillary campaign. But uh, I just don't. He doesn't have mainstream appeal. He's not likable. Uh, he's likable for certain people. Yes. 
uh, very likable for certain people. But he's but in the same same sort of way that Trump is actually, where mm-hmm. Trump has like extreme appeal to a very select number of right, people. and he's massively dislikable to everyone else, right? Exactly. Yeah. And and Sanders kind of has that same thing going on. Is he's a kook, mm-hmm. um, and and like I, I think that even. I think just with the tradition in the United States, even though we've gone, you know, full fascist pretty much, mm. uh, I think there's still a cultural predisposition to disliking, especially like with the Cold War leftovers, disliking any sort of this collectivist, uh, you know, limiting the number of deodorants you can have, the government producing all your shoes, like all that kind of stuff. Like people are just like, eh, it, it, it sounds nice, and it's and I like the idea of free college and all that sort of stuff, but I'm not going to go with this old dude from new york who also has a very thick accent which is going to turn off a huge amount of i just bought i just bought my fifth house my fifth yeah okay yeah i'm struggling over here the thing is people with a thick new york accent like that yeah are a huge turnoff to a very very large portion of the united states that's true they're a turnoff to to us Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my God! Another New Yorker. It's like, oh my God! You're making us look yeah, well, bad. What is that accent? Nobody talks like that around well, here. Well, it's, it's, it's in the same way. It's like when you hear a person talking like this, and that they come from the deep south in Tennessee or whatever, you know, uh-huh. you think they're an idiot. Mm. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it is. I guess so. Thing. I guess so. I'll yeah. tell you what. Sometimes a good Southern accent can be welcoming. I don't think there's ever a time when, hey, you fucking mother. I don't think there, that's ever that's ever yeah, welcomed. Yeah. To be right. I, I think I think Bernie's like only redeeming quality is that he was on the track team with Walter Block. Was he? That's yeah. right. He was. Yeah, nice. What? <laughs> what a difference. What a what a difference that know, coach really, that really. coach could have made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's like one of those things, it's like on this on this simulation, uh-huh. they were like, What happens if we just tweak Bernie Sanders a little bit like this and Walter Block a little bit like this? I would actually say the two of them are almost complete opposites. Yeah. That would be yeah. That, yeah. that's interesting to think about that. So we're yeah. both pretty bearish on Bernie's chances. Yeah, that sucks. Well, I mean, he's also so he's funny. Like under he's under the hood. Yeah, he's, the toxicity between he and his supporters, the remaining Bernie supporters. Yeah. and the DNC is. I mean, that that's that's gonna blow up, right? I mean, they're gonna oh, because everybody knows now that they got shafted last time. Mm. Yeah. I hope. I mean, it's gonna be like Ron Paul 2012, where everybody and I mean myself included, we're looking for every excuse. Excuse me to throw like throw the Republican Party under the bus for cheating him out of uh, you know anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and you know the thing is too is with with the whole with what's going on in both parties. I think both parties are starting to fall apart actually. But um, I think I'm actually not terrible at making predictions. But it is really far out to be able to make predictions. I, I actually made a bet with my old coworker six months before the election that Trump would win. Mm. And and I won 150 bucks. Good for so you. Oh well, nice. about that. But, and, uh, and we all lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I mean, we would have all lost either way. But <laughs> yeah, um, it's true. It's true. We would but, have lost quicker with her. You got to admit, <laughs> at least. Yeah, but I mean, like just looking, just looking at the uh, of the people who have already declared uh, for mm. the DNC. I don't see Trump losing. Yeah, do we have a list? Hold on. Yeah, so Booker, um, oh, Booker, God, another, uh, just another Bo- awful, awful human. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is like, He's awful. A good politician, at, awful though, at, it feels like awful some of these at being people, human. Some of these people, I have no idea who they are. So. All right, let me see this list. Yeah, so there's Booker. <clears throat> yeah, Buttig. Oh, hold on. I Buttigieg. did Avenatti declare? Is he still Michael Avenatti? Yeah, is he still going? I recognize the name, uh, but I don't know who it is. 
Yeah, and the, the, the lawyer didn't he get like pulled in for like oh, domestic no, I think, abuse I think charges? He got, I think he got booted because he it and he lost that uh, Stormy Daniels thing, didn't he? Oh, okay. What All if right. the DNC was like Major League Baseball and they could just like draft people willy nilly? Like <laughs> I, I'm a DNC candidate somehow. Like I get a letter in the mail. I'd okay. be okay with that. What the hell <laughs> is this? We have a couple of listeners from Indiana. Somebody from Indiana uh, explained to me who Pete Buttig Buttigieg is. <laughs> Somebody, uh, but a gigi, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't what pronounce the name. But a g, but a jig. He's a mayor. I don't think you can go from mayor to president. To be honest, well, I mean, I Trump went from reality TV star to president, so my guess is <laughs> gates are wide open. It's fair he, enough. He, he claims to be the mayor of Indiana, which isn't even a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got again, and hey, I got to apologize to the rest of the country for this one. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is running. Is she not? Oh, I forgot about oh, I for, her. I forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah, she is a detestable person. She is she yeah. is gross. Gabbard, of course. And and all right, maybe we should brief there is uh, some hot uh, discussion in the libertarian community about Tulsi Gabbard about whether or not it's okay to support her as far as principles go. Um I don't really want to have that conversation because I'm not interested yeah. in telling anyone what's okay and what's not. But what do you guys think about Tulsi, uh, specifically the anti-war message? We should really talk about yeah. that as I that mean, is you a know, common the, ground. The, her foreign policy is good, but the thing is, it doesn't really – at this point, it doesn't matter what anybody says in politics. Like Trump ran on an anti-war sure. uh, platform. Yeah, sure. even, even, Bush, even Bush ran on a, on a quote-unquote humble foreign policy. And to, to, be fair, to be fair to Trump, at this point, is he not – is he not taking steps in the proper direction? Well, he's trying. He's I guess. Trying. I mean, the, the, the thing is, you could you could either say he's trying, mm. or you could say that he's making it appear that he's trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. It's hard to tell how much control he actually has. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, you can't go in. It, it, in my opinion, you can't. <clears throat> if you were to th- like, I don't even know if Ron Paul could have done anything because you you. I mean. You've got to go in knowing that you're going to die if you if you're yeah. if you're willing yeah. if you're trying to actually reduce our foreign policy measures. You know, right. I mean, that that's the thing is like I just don't think the president has the power to do it. So yeah. I don't yeah. really, I almost don't even care about foreign policy anymore in terms of what uh, uh, presidential candidates say espouse in mm-hmm. terms of views. But because I just don't think I I don't think that 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 wing of of the, this thing that we call the government really affects it one way or the other. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and I've heard actually there was, I can't remember who it was, but somebody in the Liberty movement somewhere was making the argument that uh, libertarians should support Sanders because he'll collapse the country faster. It's nonsense. Yeah. I don't, and I don't, then I don't, we, and we would have to withdraw, that. we'd have to withdraw troops from elsewhere. And, and at, from a purely like property rights standpoint, uh, if you have suffering, it is uh it's your property and it's you have to keep that to yourself so if you have a politician that's evil it's your responsibility to make sure that you are suffering not that they're dropping bombs on people who have nothing to do with it hmm. yeah uh, so i don't buy my, i got to put my sit foot down on it that i do not buy the argument <laughs> and i only yeah. ever use it as a joke that that voting for bernie sanders will collapse the country it won't it will just make yeah. everything I, much harder for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand this. Yeah. It's like in a in a group of people that is so cynical about everything that like thinks that just nothing can ever go right. You think that by electing Bernie Sanders or something like that, like that we're going to get this singular event that is mythically known as the collapse or something. Yeah. It's like no, no man, yeah, you're not. You're, it, it, how that. how could you be so optimistic? I, I, no and idea. I and I will say on the other hand. 
it, uh, go out and vote for Bernie because that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, do I it mean, for the lols. Don't do it because you think it's going to improve anything. And and don't do it because you think it's going to ruin everything. Because that's... Why would you want everything to be ruined? I don't... I still don't understand that. But regardless, do whatever you want. And if you're going to vote for him, consider the lols. Yeah. I think the lols... But yeah, and I mean, the thing, too, like, when you think about it, like, I, I agree there's probably not going to be some single event, but was, didn't the Soviet Union start collapsing because, like, a couple of miners went on strike or something like that? Well, then and we then need to be just, striking, like, right? Didn't, didn't, isn't that... Then don't we need to be striking? I mean... Yeah, well, but but, but here's but here's well, that, maybe that would be maybe that would be the agorist uh, position is yeah, here's, the, here's striking. the thing though Jake I'm with that it it didn't it didn't result in I mean it resulted in somewhat more freedom I guess but where is Russia yeah. at now it's not like That's it's true. a free free right. state so well, like, I mean, but, no but but you did get you got almost nine countries out of it so now that you is, have, okay you fair know. yeah so oh. and that's and that's kind of what i would hope would happen with the united states is that if the quote-unquote collapse happens mm-hmm. i don't expect us to be a stateless society i expect us to be about 30 or 40 different countries i'm yeah i and you know what if you put it like that and that's what people mean when they say collapse i'm with it i don't think that's what people mean when they say that mm. regardless i feel like we've done yeah. the collapsitarian thing much love um, I'm just not, I don't, I don't believe it, but I guess I don't yeah. have to, I guess I don't have well, to. Well, I, I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm from Northern California. Mm. I see, I see the future of the United States. The United States is too big. And I think that it's, I think most people it's when you actually talk to them, they, it's kind of clear mm. to them. They're like, yeah, maybe it is too big. Maybe like even like I've got, I've got a lot of family from Southern California or like San Francisco Bay area who are pretty hardcore socialists, you know, they would be, they'd be like Bernie Sanders types. And even when I talk to them, they're like, you know, I think it'd just be better if maybe uh, we just broke up and, yeah. and then, you know, maybe we'll, we'll do the, we'll do the socialist thing. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Uh, but uh, I just don't think that we can get along anymore. And, and I, and I frankly agree with them, but you know, yeah, I, I, I'm, I do too. you know, if California split into two, I would be one of the first people I mean, to move hey, back to Northern California. Secession, and- secession, fine. Collapse, different. Secession, I'm with. Yeah. If, if well, we I mean, get- but I guess, but I guess it's if like the federal government dissolves. Sure. And there's yeah. Not, there's it, not. It, it just depends on what everybody. Yeah. Means by everybody. <laughs> you know. You right. know. It's funny. If the federal government dissolves, it doesn't change anything for me in New York. There will still be the same number of right. laws. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, it's not well, change you know, for most people. That, yeah. For most people, that's the case. Like, I don't think anything would change here in Texas either. Yeah, nope. Uh, I mean, you, you know, we're right. We're in like one of the highest populated centers of Texas. It's mm. things are not changing. Well, you would say that, like, so to to like if you if if you say a collapse is a liquidation of assets and and just a removal of an entity, you know, it just you know it's it no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, then, yeah, I, that would be, I think that would affect you greatly. I mean, if for number one, income tax would no longer, now you could say your ta- your state may start to levy <laughs> more taxes and they almost surely would. Yeah. Um, but that, that could be an effect. Um, but no, I, I, I just don't think that we would, I don't think we would be so lucky to have this like singular, wow, that the collapse happened. That was great. Now, now on to bigger and better things. Like I think yeah. that the, the power of countries to just muddle along in misery is, is mm-hmm. so uh, present. And as well, yeah. I mean, th- you can think of a couple of collapses in history. Um, every one of them results in a different state and yep. almost always results in a more tyrannical state for the people around the state. 
whether it sure. be Weimar Germany, whether it be the dissolution of the Roman Empire. I mean, uh, people around the state usually are the ones who get fucked over. The Soviet Union oh. thing, now that I think about it, that's a great example. And hopefully because it's the most current, it, yeah. it, it's the it's what would happen if that was the case for the U.S. I'm not so convinced. I also have a lot invested in things not instantly collapsing. So yeah. that's probably well, why. I and and I don't, I don't really see it instantly collapsing I sure either. Not, I, I think that like there's going, it'll be just sort of a malaise and it'll be more of people recognize that the federal government is not effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean like th- this, we already see this with things like uh, marijuana legalization in Colorado is yep. that the people of Colorado just kind of went, you know what? We know that they can't enforce these laws without the local law enforcement. Right. So we're just going to legalize. And- exactly. I, I think that's exactly where it goes is that is that slowly more and more people at whatever other level sub federal begin to realize like, oh, this this is just a lazy whale. Like it, yeah. it, and there's really not a whole lot they can do. It's going to co- really what it comes down to is almost the economics of compliance. Like, for yeah. for instance, in that marijuana example in Colorado, how much resources were those cops dedicating to um, aiding federal workers? How you know how much money, how much revenue could come in from marijuana? I mean, it just say it comes down to an economics equation. They're sure. like, eh, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to help you with this anymore. It yeah. just doesn't make any sense for us anymore. And you can take it to court, or you can send your feds or whatever. And you know, you, I, I don't. I mean, I was in Colorado when it was legalized, and there was yeah. there there was threats constantly of the feds oh, yeah. coming in and busting people. Uh, but eventually, people, when Colorado just it, they were like, yeah, we're not really going to do anything about this. Eventually, the feds were like, all right, yeah. 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 Well, this this happens. I can't remember his name, but there I think he's in he's either in Colorado or Wyoming. He's one of those middle of the country states. He's a sheriff. And this is actually like one of the things like libertarians should really focus on is winning uh, sheriff positions that elect them because they have a lot of risky thing you just said. What was that? <laughs> that is a risky thing you just said. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Risky, <laughs> risky Wednesdays, baby. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not in favor of Jake at this moment. Just saying. <laughs> Let's well, hear it. The thing is, if if there if if you're going to put your weight, like I have a, a whole weird theory of how the libertarians should should become successful, but and it involves a lot of things like winning sheriffs positions mm. and bailiff positions and things like that that are that are up for election or judge judgeships that are up for election because. Uh, these are people who, on a very local level, have a an enormous amount of power, and it's a lot of power against the federal government often. Yeah. And there was a sheriff in one of these states somewhere, and uh, a lot of it was he got his deputies together, and when the feds came in, it, a lot of it was um, enforcement of uh, a federal law against Amish. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he basically just said, we're not enforcing these laws here. If you trespass on their land, we will arrest you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have seen that in certain, in certain instances. And, and you're right. I mean, that, yeah. that is, that, that could be a powerful uh, force. It, for good. You it, would it, have I'm, to get I'm like, a, I'm a big you would fan have to of recruit that. libertarians from like, they, they have to be like former NFL refs or something like that. Just like the thickest mm-hmm. fucking skin, because they're going to just take yeah. so much heat yeah, from the libertarian community. They do take, a, yeah, that's true. They do take a lot, but they, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Um, Maybe with the Free State Project, we'll see something like that. Oh, that's happen. a good testing ground. You know what? That's a good testing ground to do that. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay. You're such well, a reasonable we're, we're person, Jake. Like, Jake, no, what, state, stop being so state, reasonable. <laughs> that's yeah. what you need to do. A state, a state like Wyoming would be a good place for this type of thing to tr- be tried out because there's only 500,000 people there. Mm. Yeah, there's no and, way there. And you can do – but you. But on the flip side of that – or it's not really the flip side, but one advantage to Wyoming is that 
the people that live there are very anti-federal government, and a lot of it's because about uh, 43% of the state is owned by the federal government. Oh, mm -hmm. wow, and really? Yeah, yeah so that's what we're doing. Like, you of mean land or too. GDP? Land. Land. That's it's crazy. It's all national parks. Yep, and they, and they, and of, and they enforce... And Wyoming's fucking huge. It's national parks? Yeah. yeah. Same it's with Colorado. It's a shitload of national parks. Well, I mean, like, even, even California is owned... Uh, it's like 46% of the state is owned by the federal government. Holy yeah. shit. That's crazy. Yeah, California, yeah, it's a lot of... Yeah, as soon as you get past Texas, it's all... It's like close to 50% of most of the states. I mean, even Nevada's like almost 90%, I think. And, and Nevada's like military bases and shit, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. And like nuclear storage facilities. Oh, and so, like so is Colorado and Wyoming. Yeah. 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 Colorado, Wyoming, New Mexico, Montana. It's all, I think it's all over 30%, all, all of the states west of that. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the people in Wyoming, the reason that they hate the federal government is because the federal government enforces these environmental regulations against them for things like water drainage or endangered species. And the people who live there know that certain species, like, uh, Mountain lions, for example, we used to have this problem in California when I lived there is uh, mountain lions were on the endangered species list. Mm. There, there is no shortage of mountain lions in Northern California. They are all over the place. They're always like stealing people's cattle and sheep and they're and they attack runners all the time and stuff like that. And you can get a special license to go hunt them if they're a nuisance in the area. But it, a lot of it is it's these people in Washington, D.C. who don't know anything about what's going on in your locality trying to enforce these laws because it makes them feel good. They see a, they see a, a picture of a cute cat on the internet and they're like, oh, it's a mountain lion. I love it. And they pass some sort of bogus law to protect them. While the people who live in Northern California, their livelihood depends on them being able to have these sheep or the, whatever it is that the mountain lions keep harassing. Mm. And I'm all in favor of protecting, you know, mountain lion habitats, but that's why you have private landowners who own, you know, 1600 acres or something like that. Mm. And they have, they, and I mean, the federal government does a very, very poor job of protecting endangered species. It's usually organizations like the Boy Scouts of America or Ducks Unlimited or something like that, that actually do the, the wildlife management. And, and even like, you know, the Buffalo almost went extinct in, in America. And the reason they were able to bring it back was some guy had a private preserve of them because he liked them. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. that's what the majority of the population of Buffalo in North America are now either from his stock or mixed with his stock. And actually, they're reintroducing American bison mixed with uh, the remainder of the European bison, and they're reintroducing it into like Poland and Germany and stuff like that because theirs all went extinct. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Was it uh, wasn't like Ted Turner pretty involved in that? Uh, doesn't that, doesn't I think that it was actually have I think it was before zoom? him, but I, he does. I think up in his up in his uh, ranch up in Michigan, or I think it's Michigan that he has that. Uh, it's like the Pine Sunset Ranch or something yeah. on those lines. He doesn't uh, he have one of the largest like collections of animals at, for a private Ted, citizen. Well, Ted Turner. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that. Oh, I, I thought mean, you were. I thought you meant Ted Nugent. No, Ted Turner. Ted oh, Turner. Yeah. Oh, Ted. Nug he might have been Ted Nugent. Well, Nugent got, does I, that I too. I know he has one of the largest collections of exotics in the world. Uh, yeah, that in, doesn't surprise here in Texas. me. No, no. Ted Turner has like large tracts of land across the Midwest and Rockies that that uh, I think he he has. Well, because he has like a chain of restaurants too, and where oh, really? and 
I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what the the name of them is, but uh, well, I mean, I'm sure he has several. I mean, the guy's wealthy as shit. But Ted yeah. Turner's uh, restaurant, and isn't he like the creator of uh, Captain Planet too? He's like a big is environmentalist. He? Yeah. Oh God, Jesus. I, I don't know about Captain Planet, out. but he is a huge environmentalist. I mean, he's a huge, he's a wealthy dude, and, and he made it. Well, I mean, I don't. You know, I'm sure if you went back, you'd be like, well, you got a subsidy here, got a subsidy dude, there. Dude, he made but, that money through mockingbirds. Don't even. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, and maybe, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there, dude, and I'm sure there's a lot, but like the guy's a uh, pretty competent individual, and he's he's a uh, he's been credited with I I, I think the recovery of a, of a number of species, and certainly the uh, bolstering of numbers for uh, bison and buffalo is is, is under yeah. his. Belt. I mean, you know, despite the fact that he's probably a crony. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, he's a Democrat. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, well, he's, this, he's this, this is this is where this is where preservation should come from. I mean, the thing is, we don't have any sort of worry that that uh, cows or chickens or pigs are going to go extinct, and it's because people like to eat them and they're tasty. Mm-hmm. If you want if you want to save, you know, the elephants or the dolphins or whatever, make it a delicacy, and you'll have plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. On this week, Jake from Tasting Anarchy advocates: Why don't we just eat all the elephants? <laughs> Yeah, let's yeah, eat all the dolphins go. and make libertarian sheriffs. Let's do that. Let me get there, news. A, I, need, a, I, I have two more really topics. Good... What's that? I have two more topics. So, Jake, when you're okay, done, go, go, I'm going to try go, and provoke go. your news-based outrage two more times. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. You oh, finish. By the, way, by the way, Ted Turner is the creator of Captain Planet. I just looked it up. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. There you go. All right. All this right. one, uh, we got two. Uh, we can do uh, one or the other first. Uh, let's do the Jussie Smollett thing. Is anyone following that? You guys follow this? Oh. That's that. That's that gay guy, the black gay guy from uh, Empire. Empire. You follow the car. You know about this? Uh, I mean, vaguely. So uh, he fakes. Jake, do you know about the story? He fakes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you know this? Yeah. So I guess like he went like so he the original the original story was that he went out of his apartment in Chicago at like three in the morning or something like that to get a Subway sandwich mm. and. Um, some MAGA hat wearing mask thugs uh, accosted him and called him like, you know, all of the bad slurs and all that sort of stuff. And then put like a, a string noose around his neck. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is Trump territory or this is MAGA territory or something like that. And uh, and he was very afraid. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of I guess the story has evolved and it turns out that it's basically all bullshit. And he hired some people to do it. And he hired Nigerians to do it. Did you? Nigerians? Yeah, which is yeah. hilarious, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you can always count on the Nigerians to be like, you have a business proposal? We'll do it. Yeah. They're always up to something. <laughs> they man. are. Right. Hey, hey, so here's the new thing. This is the most concerning thing. He's going to get feted because they found in the Empire offices. Do you know about the newest part of this uh, train? No. They found in the uh, Empire offices, letters were sent to the Empire offices containing a white powder. They suspect, the feds specifically, uh, suspect that he may have had something to do with it. Ooh. Yeah, so, what if this was all an inside job and he hated the federal government? Yeah. So right. he wanted to go destroy Democratic talking points and also poison federal <laughs> officials? Huh. He's a hero. That would be a great twist. He's a hero. No, dude, the FBI is That's like, my fan fiction. The yeah. FBI is like, if we found out this dude is responsible for this, uh, he's going to be brought up on terrorism charges. So so uh, we'll yeah, see. What do you feel about this story? What, what do you, what's provoked in you from this story? Is this more media outrage, jumping to the conclusion too quickly? Or is this somebody capitalizing on the outrage culture that they've already um, you know, promulgated? What do we think? 
Car, do you want to go first? No, I wasn't paying attention, sir. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I knew I, he I'll, wasn't. I'll say, I, 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 <laughs> I knew he wasn't. <laughs> I knew. Did you? You specifically called on me instead of Jake because you knew I wasn't. Right? No, he he called on you. I, I just knew you. you didn't hear a word of it. I just could feel it. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I was zoned out. Sorry, dude. I don't know why. I, I, I wasn't even looking at anything in particular. I was just zoned out. It's Sorry, funny. I know, it? I know where we reach our limit with you. Jake, Jake, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I, the thing is... like, No, because Car, Car, I'll get you talking on the last one. You'll see. Okay. So, Jake, what do you think? This is sort of the, the whole... Uh, you know, and, and Mason calls me out on this all the time. I really, really dislike the left. And, uh, and I think it's just where I come from, you know, my, my history and stuff like that. But I feel like this, this happens fairly frequently with them that they end up eating themselves and it's usually self-inflicted because they are so full of their own virtue that if they feel like it's not happening to them, they're not important. So they set up this bullshit like narrative. And you know, this is the uh, Kathy Griffin did this too, where, where she like, I, I think she fully expected people to like jump down her throat for the severed Trump head. I think she set it up specifically so she'd be in the news and people would pay attention to her. And I think that you see this a lot of times from people who are performers because they're attention whores mm. and they, they have some sort of psychological issue where they need people to pay attention to them. And if people are not paying attention to them enough, they have to somehow inject themselves into it. I mean, they play make-believe for a living. This is, they, they're, they live in a completely different world. And this guy, he felt like for whatever reason, he wasn't part of the conversation of something that he thought was important. And so he decided to inject himself into it. And yeah. now it's coming back to, you know, bite him in the booty. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't really think he gets what he deserves or whatever, but it, it's, I, I, I'm interested to see. You how don't wait. You don't, you don't think he gets what he deserves in what sense that he's not going to get what he deserves or that he doesn't deserve the FBI. No, I, th I think that it's going to blow over and people will just kind of forget about oh, it. Oh, really? If, 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 if the mail thing, if the mail thing does happen, you know, the feds might pursue it. But if this was a, if this was like a legit hate crime type thing, well, yeah. hate crime, the whole, the whole stupid thing. But if it was, but if it was like a legit, like MAGA guys did this, you would never hear the end of it for years. No, you wouldn't. But when, it, yeah, when it turns out that what I would think is an equally heinous thing, some dude sets it up to steal the spotlight. Right. and occupy the news cycle. I'm, I'm very curious, you know, this is me going down, you know, tinfoil hat conspiracy corner. I'm very curious to see what like Congress was doing and what laws they were passing while this was in the news. But, mm -hmm. uh, the, well, to me, it's just the timing is ridiculous considering the Covington, the Covington incident. Like you, so yeah. you just saw the results of outrage culture and how dangerous it can be. And you said, the best thing I can do is insert myself into this and then get caught. <laughs> I yeah. don't, I don't understand that. Well, I mean, I think I it's hubris, a lot of it. And then also oh, to it's, us, sure. It's also, you know, it kind of goes down to, you know, the AOC thing where she goes like, it doesn't matter if the facts are right, sure. legit or not. Morally, I'm correct. And, I don't think anybody, but I don't think anybody, and, and I, I don't think she meant how dumb that sounded, even though maybe yeah. I'm giving her too much credit, but I don't, I don't buy that. I don't think there's that many people who really would say that seriously. You see it on I, Twitter, I, sure, but what, three or four tweets? I, I don't know. But I think, but I think with a lot of people who are in the malaise of, you know, the left or whatever, it is... The, the facts are really irrelevant. It, it only depends on what your story is. Sure, because, maybe, maybe, maybe to yeah. a point. Maybe this is the one that breaks the camel's back. It, it I, could, it could, and, and and hopefully, hopefully it is. But it's one of the, it's just one of those things where, 
when, you know, you remember Mattress Girl a long time ago? Sure. There's still people who defend Mattress Girl. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter that it was, yeah, Mattress Girl. Remember, she said she was raped by all those people and it turned out to be completely fake and it was in Rolling Stone and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and she carried around that mattress forever. But the thing is, like, there's still people who defend her because they go, it doesn't matter if it was real or not. The story is what's important. The, uh, these are unserious people, though. I don't know. Uh, nobody well, could possibly hear that and take that seriously. They have, they have an equal vote to you, Bird. So these yeah. are people who control your life when it comes to like government intervention as much as you control your life. Yeah, but you know who else controls my life is the people who are nefarious and not stupid. That's, That's that <laughs> seems to me to be more of a problem. I'm almost yeah. okay with the bumbling idiots having the vote because they will drive this place into nonsense. But uh, the people <laughs> yeah. who are smart, That's I don't possible. know. I don't know. I, here. I, I, it, it's an interesting story, and, it, oh, and yeah. it just sort of kind of. But you know what? I think the biggest blowback from this is that it's going to it's going to continue to reaffirm what Trump supporters and people who are on the board on the you know on the border of supporting Trump already thought. Yeah, which is that there is this there is this poison that is entering America, and it's and it's polluting everybody's mind, and we need to get on our guy's wagon because he's the only one who'll step who stand up to it. Can I, I can I insert social point and I didn't hear sure. anything that you just said Jake because I was I was also thinking about this like how to how to yeah. refine it so drinking sorry about Lacroix that. <laughs> yeah so one of the things that that I notice about these and I don't uh, is I'm out of my comfort zone with talking about the social issues here but sure one of the things that like uh really it shows like such a disturbance about incidents like this one were all the details of like hit like of you know, people shouting like this is MAGA country and all that. And then he's yeah, wearing yeah. a noose around his neck. Right. Like, like any real it, hate advocate would do any of those things. It's insane. <laughs> it it's it, it shows the, the depths of depravity of his own mind of yeah. his of a perceived condition that actual people went through. Like yeah. that, yeah. like a noose around your neck. Yeah. You had you had ancestors that were literally hung uh, from a tree. Yeah. You didn't go through any of that. Yep. They did. And they died. And like. And the, the you know you see the same thing like for instance the Molyneux thing like w- when when he logged on to another uh, um, oh god yeah uh-huh. yeah you know it just shows you like the depths of like where somebody's mind is at uh, of yeah. of, of the of their own heroics and stuff like that. it's just so bizarre I, 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 I don't know how to put myself in that mental space that's well, this why, is like that's of, why I think it's that, not serious that's why I think nobody yeah. really believes it because as you well, said it, it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like one of those one of those things. Like, you know, uh, I don't know how often you guys ever listen to Jordan Peterson, but I think he has like a lot of insight into this type of thing. And and one of the things he says that I think really strikes home with not not just the left but the right also is that people create their own hell, and mm-hmm. the people who and Molyneux is a good example of this too. The people who believe that these things are actually going on around them make it true for them sure yeah egregore dude look it up it's an egregore i learned that the other day except it's not literally an egregore because it's not a cryptid but yes right the idea that a collective will create its own monster yes yeah Yeah. absolutely yeah well i mean i think nazi germany was a really good example of this oh yeah is is that collectively those people saw i mean they were they were experiencing real things like you know economic hardship and that sort of stuff but collectively and you know, through a leader and it was the focal point or whatever of this, they collectively identified an entire group of people and yeah. attempted to exterminate them. Sure. Right. And, the, and yeah. that is, that's something that, that 
is going, it could happen. You know, it's, it's the, it's good good and evil is a line that runs down every man is mm -hmm. what they, you know, what they say. And it's like, this is just, if you think that you couldn't be a Nazi, you probably could be a Nazi. That's the, that's the thing is you got to really self-examine yourself and see if you think that's the world that you live in. If you really think that you're going to be strung up and lynched, you should take violent action. You would, you would. I am sweating through my starched uniform right now. Oh my God. It, it, it's 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 i don't i don't know it, it does show you the levels of depth yeah. and depravity that people can go to when they are not sure. checked and i don't yeah. i don't mean that in like a uh 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 hey we're gonna knock uh, on your door make sure you're you're thinking properly but checked as in healthy debate being called yeah. out that's and of course we're talking about 19 what early 20s germany but, yeah. And there was no internet for this to happen, but that is precisely the reason why it is much less likely today, frankly. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I mean, it kind of, it's like, you know, the bogus flat earthers, you know, everybody knows that it's a line earth, but yeah. you know, the bogus <laughs> flat earthers, when they're on there is immediately everybody's like, you guys are ridiculous. Sort of the same thing is going on now. You've got the dinosaur mainstream media who picked up the story very, very quickly. But like, yeah. even actually going back to the last topic we were talking about, a lot of these Democratic candidates were tweeting out all this support for him before there was any evidence at all. Yeah. And, and, and immediately yep. they all look like fools. Well, what I say, Covington Catholic, it's yeah, the same it's shit. The same it's the same yeah, thing. It's the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. It's what, and, and, I, and I don't mean this to sound crass. I really genuinely think this is how people see it, at least intersectionally. What color is he and what has he said in the past? Those sure. are the two things that they will look at. If both check out, especially if you haven't never said anything in the past before, such as the, what was his name, Nathan Phillips, they looked at the color of his skin and they went, he couldn't possibly be the person who started this couldn't possibly which hey that's ridiculous i i I mean i don't understand how you could even get to that point but again levels of depth and depth and depravity that had gone unchallenged for a very long time is now finally being challenged people are waking up there's no way that in the mainstream media the honest people who work in the mainstream media can't look at the jussie smollett thing and go there is something deeply wrong with the culture that would allow it to get to this point well, you you would hope that they would they would I have would that hope. amount of introspection. I just I don't hope. think I don't think they're. I think they're just so far removed from being normal people. I I get yeah. yeah you wonder like Lizards. because like it, it's got to be such an echo chamber in there. But on the other hand, like especially for new people coming in, they they've got to be like, yo, dude, this is insane, right? I mean, right. yeah, like the Maybe. the fresh grads and stuff like that although they came out of university i don't know man it's just yeah. what a shit uh, it, it's 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 hard it's hard to say i mean the thing is, is that it's going to i think what's it gonna it's gonna be economic what ultimately collapses them is that you're gonna have the the internet news people just basically just run i mean you the only people who watch mainstream news now are old yeah they're, right. they're gonna die it's crazy eventually. though you know because all the layoffs happened to the internet people they didn't happen to the mainstreamers so right I don't know. I don't know. Hey, let me well, get to the, the last the one. Big, the 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 centralized. The, yeah, you know, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Not yeah. the podcast. Not the liberty based podcast. No, they're. We're, I mean, we're right. doing fine. They're safe. They're they're safe. Yeah, we're yeah. doing fine. Let me do the last one. Wrap up thoughts right. before I do the last one. Are we good? No, that's good. All right. This one is brand new. I don't presume to know anything about it, but I'll read uh, the the headline and I will read the bullet points. This is from Business Insider. You guys, give me your thoughts on it. I I'm just reading this as we're talking. And I'm not disappointed. I'm not, I mean, I am not surprised. I am disappointed. 
Trump's administration reportedly looked for ways to help Saudi Arabia build a nuclear weapon. This is a new news report that has just come out at least two hours ago. Uh, I will read the bullet points. President Donald Trump's administration has done several secretive and highly suspicious activities that suggest the U.S. is now clearing a path for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to build a nuclear bomb. The House Committee on Oversight and Reform released a report on Tuesday based on information from whistleblowers who said his administration has planned to build a nuclear weapon, or rather, nuclear power plants in Saudi Arabia since day one. These whistleblowers said Trump's officials also wanted to brush aside laws that would ban Saudi Arabia from using the nuclear technology to transfer it to build bombs. And then the final final bullet point is new evidence suggests Saudi Arabia is building ballistic missiles, which it would also need for nuclear weapons, and the U.S. has not responded to it. Those are the four bullet points for this article. Anybody who wants to look up the article, just type in the name and Business Insider. There's no paywall. You can read it. What do you guys think? Car. Yeah, that's what I think. That's that's primarily what I thought. <laughs> yeah, when I first read it. Wh- when are we going to be out of this fucking nonsense with Saudi Arabia? I guess first of all is the question. Never I, is the answer. I, I think yeah. I think this I think this is a I think this is a chapter. I we got to do a, a whole different podcast on this because I'll, I'll give the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, sure. Uh, on my opinions on this is that I the as I've moved along the less and less I've thought about the world as countries and the more I've just thought about it as competing entities. So uh, I don't what, as you move up the echelons of society, however you want to look at that, the less and less I think that, that the United States of America exists and Saudi Arabia exists and France exists. Uh, I, I, they do to some degree, but the more you would look at the CIA as an entity and maybe several beneath that the Mossad is an entity and maybe several beneath that, whatever Saudis, you know, potential alphabet agencies are. And all of those agencies are competing with for power, not only within themselves, within the great, within what we refer to as a country, but also externally. Mm. And so I don't like the, the idea of the United States and Saudi Arabia separating is a little bit of an odd one. I think when you view it from that angle, because Maybe it's not explicitly the United States and Saudi Arabia working together. Okay, it's like you know. I so it's it, that that's it a is the Trump administration, as it says in the title, Trump administration looks for ways to help Saudi Arabia build a nuclear weapon. You're right. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not saying that it's going to be evidenced <laughs> like always like that. I, I'm just saying like mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think that the I think it very well could be, and I think a lot of people think it's likely that there's a Trump entity that exists in the government right now trump and his supporters and and close advisors and stuff like that and 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 it's not a hot war but there's a soft uh competition of power between he and possibly some you know i I don't think that there is just one deep state i think there's many that are always competing for power for instance the fbi versus the cia probably some we've never heard of well i mean the Uh, the cia itself has multiple competing factions that don't actually know what they're what the other ones are doing that's true that's true yeah Man. So I so, yeah. It's it. That's how I kind of think of it. Is I, I don't I don't really. It's it's a really complicated question to ask because I th- I I would fully bet that there are certain organizations that are half Saudi, half U.S., half mm-hmm. Twitter know, and, and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. yeah. I mean, Saudi Arabia is a really interesting place in in general. You you know you think about you've got 
the Saudi family, they're a, a sect of Islam, which is like Wahhabi. Mm-hmm. And there's like fewer than 5 million Wahhabists. There's more people in DFW than there are Wahhabists in the world. Yeah. And it, and they can, they have like a, an enormous amount of power around the world or at least seemingly so. Um, And it's just very, very interesting to see that. But at the same time, like I I can understand why a country would want to have a nuclear bomb when other countries have it as well. Sure. Um, And I could also see why from the point of view of the Saudis, why they would want to have one if they think that the Iranians are going to have it. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, we're pretty sure that the Israelis already have at least oh, one. Oh, for sure. Yep. Um, so, although, you know, the, you know, the Saudis seem to be fine I, it's working cra- with... I, there, it's crazy Israel. when you say that now that I think about it, that there's few people I trust less with a nuclear bomb than the Israelis, and the Saudis are one of them. Like, yeah, I right. trust even less with a nuclear bomb. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah. and, you know... Th- I, I wouldn't see the Saudis actually doing it, but I mean, like, wasn't wasn't Osama bin Laden? Wasn't he a Saudi? Yeah, and a prominent uh, Saudi at that. Yeah, prominent. Yeah. No, no, I don't mean like a Saudi from the country. I mean like part of the Saudi family. Yes. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he was specifically I, part of the Saudi. Family. He was certain, royalty. Yeah. He was royalty. That's for sure. Yeah. Mm. So like, I know that like with like I, my my old coworker was Iraqi, and like I used to always ask him about this sort of stuff, and and he was like, yeah, nobody. Nobody in the Middle East likes a hobbyist. He's there. It's like the, they're like the snake handlers of the Middle East. They're insane. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he says, we never, we can never understand why the United States and Britain were, you know, being friends with them because they're nuts. Like we hate Israel in Iraq. That's what he would always say. Hmm. Uh, he's like, yeah, we, we don't like Israel and stuff like that, but they're insane. Yeah. Like they are crazy. They are, they're clarification you know. and context probably here. Bin Laden family is a family closely tied to the Saudi family, but it is a okay. separate family. But uh interesting, and I don't know if anyone's really talked about this or not. Maybe it's something to think about in your mind. Uh that family is actually a Yemeni family. Oh, interesting. interesting. Oh, I, I, didn't, I yeah. don't think I was aware of that. Yeah, yeah so I didn't, he's I, actually I, I uh, ethnically Yemeni. But he huh. is a Saudi, was a Saudi citizen, and then defected to Afghanistan and then Pakistan. So yeah, just an yeah. interesting, maybe possible set of connections there as far as Yemeni Saudi relations today. Who knows? Right. I don't well, know. I mean, and that's all mm. really in their terms. That's all the same country to them, right? I mean, that's all the Arabian Peninsula. Yeah, maybe, yeah, perhaps. Well, I, I don't know, like for you know, when my my old coworker, I don't know if I can say I mean, his name's very common. So Kassam, I used to work with this guy, and um, he said that like. He says the the American like view of what's going on in the Middle East is so simplified, and mm-hmm. he says it's just it's so much more complicated than what you guys think is going on. That's crazy. And, and, and I like, feel like I know a little something, and I and I believe that too. It's way yeah. more complex than even that. Uh, I mean, he said he says you've got these countries, and the countries were largely set up by the UK after World War Two, mm-hmm. or after World War One, and then and then again after world war two right they broke it down even more and then the u.s came in and we're setting all this stuff up but he says like you don't understand that there's there's people who are patriotic to those borders yeah then, then there's people who are patriotic to their religion yep right and then, even in each one of these these groups of religions it then split up split down even more so like the wahhabists i think are sunni but there's only five million wahhabists yeah and and they are and, viewed in the larger islamic community as extremists yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, everybody else is like, who the hell are these guys? And they says, then you've got like, then you've got Sufis who are their own thing, mm-hmm. and then and they says, now those are just like, and then you you break it down even more, and then you have it within these groups. You've got 
families that hate each other yeah. and then tribes oh, tribes boy. within the families it's that all- hate each other. <laughs> yeah. And and so on and so forth. And he says it gets worse and worse and worse. And then he says, and then in addition to that, there's Jews everywhere. There's uh there's all these like weird there's old Jews everywhere. That's yeah. He, well, I mean, he says like he, explaining he, foreign policy. Like, there's Jews everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he lived in Baghdad. He said there was a Jewish quarter not uh-huh. too far away. There's right. a lot of Jewish people there. And then you've got uh, like Zoroastrians are still there. Yeah. Uh, it was, and and yeah, because the Yazidis are like uh, offshoots of Zoroastrians, but they're still yeah. yeah it is a. It is a region that is fifty thousand years old in civilization. Yeah. It it is it is beyond fucked when you think yeah. about how much is going on. Well, I, he's and he was he was saying he was like this is ridiculous to, for me to tell you this because Americans' memories are not this long. But he's yeah. like, my family is feuding with another family in Iraq from a dispute that went back to the times when Baghdad was like Mesopotamia, like Mesopotamia. Mm-hmm. He's like, like our families have hated each other since back then, and we don't even remember why. Like, there's yeah. these, there's all these like mythical stories with like genies and things like that in it. And he's like, none of that's true, mm. but we we still hate each other, and like ninety percent of my family is ready to kill the other that other family, even though this is like a dispute that went back like three thousand years ago. I would um, yeah. there's that old saying. Uh, let me get it right. Oh, um, Americans think a hundred years is a long time. And uh, and Europeans think a hundred miles is a far distance. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I would like to I would like to add an addendum to that, and it's that Middle Easterners don't think that either is very big. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is exactly. old, very it is, very eloquent bird. It is it is old. It is a it is a large, and there's a lot going on, and us and sticking our fingers in and giving people nuclear power. I don't. That can't be good. Well, can we tie this back real quick to anarchy? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do uh, it, and then let's wrap it. Yeah. yeah, the the best way to solve these types of problems is to open up the markets so that the capital investment and the prosperity and standard of living of everybody rises. Because if you have a high standard of living, you have a very low risk tolerance for risking things like nuclear war. Yes, because you have too much shit that you don't want blown up. Yep, and so. Let's let's open up the borders a little bit. Let's get some like goods flowing. Let's get a little bit of trade going on. Amen. And and if we do that, then you know the the risk of nuclear war is very 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 low. If you've got like whatever the heck Israelis make that's really good solar panels or whatever, and whatever the heck the Saudis make that the Israelis want, if they can get some trading going on, neither one of them really needs to worry about their nuclear weapons. Sure, that's my opening line at the bar. Let's- <laughs> Let's open up the borders a little bit. Let's get the goods flowing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get some. What, what is it that Ron Paul always said? Is I got said nuclear it, weapons, and you shouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's it. <laughs> I think I think what he was he said if where goods cross borders, troops won't. Yeah, sure. yeah. I think that's an old boss. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. I mean, it's like yeah. It's like just just get some trade going on. Like nobody, like everybody who always is saber rattling about China and the United States fighting. I think that's I, it's the most bogus thing I've ever heard. They're not going to fight. Yeah, because. We need them to buy our debt, and we need their cheap shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Tying it uh, together, tasting anarchy. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so thank Jake, you for doing uh, yeah. this. I mean, by I know you way. just did it. But you want to plug your plug your stuff? Sure. Yeah. You can. Can I, follow, can I thank him uh, first one more time because you? Sure. Oh yeah, you yeah. Thanks for thanks for the us. the last minute uh, uh, fill in because we were we were really sweating. Three Absolutely. minutes before we started recording, he was like, "Yep." <laughs> I, I think you, you guys probably could have done a, a good solo episode. I, I mean, well, thanks. Well, thanks. Yeah. But it's Thank always you. better with guests. Uh, 
Well, let me do, let me do my plugs real quick. And also, uh, car in case you were going to forget, we've got Childerberg coming up in June. I love that so, so much. <laughs> so everybody who is, wants to do some sort of Liberty type event in the Austin area, it's probably going to be around, uh, Lake Buchanan or Bocanon, however it's said, uh, it, it's going, I'm, I'm trying to call up some of the wineries in the area. It's going to be camping wine, bring your own beer, bring your own wine, nice. bring your own food Ooh. until we decide something else. So sure. it's yep. just going to be like a great event for us to all hang out and, you know, shoot the shit, probably doing like some, a lot of outdoor recording and that sort of thing. Um, the for anybody who's interested, what's that? The inaugural Childerberg. I like yep. that. It's the yeah, first annual Childerberg. So, uh, also for anybody who knows the campsite that I'm speaking to, they do have electricity. So if you want to bring, and they also have uh, RV uh, stations or whatever. So if you w- want to come out and you want to bring your RV or you need electricity, they have both of those. There's some sort of fee and it is a state owned park. So if you have some sort of aversion to that, there's a road somewhere nearby that you can probably hide off of the side of private um, or <laughs> it's probably public. I, I don't know. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, my show is Tasting Anarchy. I do it with Mason, uh, who was recently on Sounds Like Liberty. Uh, so you guys can check that out. So you can follow us at Tasting Anarchy on Twitter, or you can go to our website that is very sporadically updated, tastinganarchy.com, or you can reach out to me on Gmail, um, tastinganarchy at gmail.com. Uh, and I think that's all of my plugs. Cool. Nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, oh, can we get a well, brief guess- wine recommendation? By the way, I need a, I need a, I need a red. Anything quick? A red? Yeah. Uh, go red with for meat. For I'll, meat. I'll tell you, Beef. With meat. Okay. So go with a um, Cabernet Franc from the Loire Valley. Okay. They there's going to be a lot if you have a total wine or any sort of large uh, wine store. They're going to have Loire Cabernet Francs. They're not going to have a huge number, and there's probably only going to be four or five of them. Okay because Loire is more known for whites. But I think the Cabernet Francs out of Loire Valley are uh, very, very smooth. They have very smooth tannins, but they're full body. They have a lot of flavor. They're very drinkable with uh, food. And um, they, I lost my train of thought on that. Hey, Um, that's good. I wanted people to hear what Tasting Anarchy is like, you know? And given that, I got my one. And I I do lose my train of thought all the time. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, Carr, we can wrap this one up? Yep. Keep two hands on the wheel. See ya.